0: Hello, Stephen. Hello, Erica. We have just watched The Mind Robber, Episode 2.
1: That's right. Featuring Patrick Troughton and Wendy Padbury and Fraser what?
0: Hamish something-something. Hamish Wilson. Hamish Wilson. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I adore the ingenuity of the way that they were able to replace Fraser Hines. Do you have measles or chicken pox or something? Chicken pox. Ugh. That's not good as an adult. No,
1: he Fraser Hines brought some kids, some of his niece or nephews or something to the set the previous week to watch uh, the shooting and and that's where he got it from apparently. And so he showed up the next day or the, the next week, like on the Tuesday when they were doing rehearsals and says, oh, you don't look too well. And they said, oh, you got chicken pox and sent him home. So basically Hamish Wilson came in and... They shot it on a Saturday. So they basically say, okay, let's sort of alter the script and bring in an entirely new Jamie, essentially, and redo the, or do the episode, basically. And then, yeah, so they had four days, basically, to to fix it.
0: Wow. So that makes me think that a lot of the puzzles, sort of the, that that stuff was already baked into the script. The words um, and the, well, maybe not the word puzzle about jamie like obviously that was added but the fact that it was words and kids with riddles and stuff like that that was that's already part of the story so using the physical puzzle of jamie's face which obviously the doctor you know we talk about the 12th doctor being sort of face blind clearly the second doctor is as well because he gets it wrong
1: he does uh if he would have done it uh, even more wrong he would have got the face of the director David Maloney uh, (laughs) because I could definitely recognize his eyes and there's two others there which I'm not too sure I imagine Fraser Hines his own face must be on there too
0: you'd think so I would I would I would assume that yeah it would be very awkward if he got like Fraser Hines nose and (laughs) David Maloney's eyes and somebody else's chin that Mm -hmm. could be that could be real gross
1: how fortuitous was it that just such a calamity were to happen When not only, you know, they still have to adhere to a weekly production schedule, but they were still shooting for the next season. And especially for a story where you could just drop in that Jamie has his face changed (laughs) for an episode and have it just be, yep. In fact, it almost serves to enhance how crazy a world they're actually in.
0: Yeah, because you get the doctor, you know, saying, I think we're, to Zoe, I think we're in a place where nothing is impossible, which is, that's... That's what we're discovering here in in episode two, and uh, and yeah. So we have the you know Jamie thinks he sees a red coat, well sees a red coat, um, and then uh, and then also Jamie's dream sort of comes true at the end of the, with the cliffhanger of the um, unicorn coming straight at them, and then you have the doctor meeting the mysterious British fellow, whom we don't know who he is yet. It's his name is in the credits though, right? I believe it is. Yeah. So or or is it? Okay, well, on the
1: don't off, want to spoil it.
0: On the off chance that somebody is watching this for the very first time along with us, I won't say who it is, even though we know um, you, you'll get to find out who it is. Uh, is that the first time we've seen Bernard Horsefall in uh, Doctor Who? You bet. He'll be he'll be back.
1: He'll be back. I think. Every time he's back, he's in stories directed by David Maloney. So, because they think he's in The War Games and he's in The Deadly Assassin and Planet, yeah, Planet of the Dogs. So, um, yeah, all directed by David Maloney.
0: Ah, cool well I, I i'm glad that they are friends or work so well together because i like him a lot
1: i do too it was sad he, he he passed away two or three years ago he was supposed to be on the radio free scar live show at gallifrey one and i think he died like literally the week before gallifrey one i think so yeah that was too bad
0: that is that's very sad because because he's he's great he's got these very very flowery lines mm-hmm. and you know the doctor is trying to like nobody seems normal in this place. Those weird clockwork uh, or wind up um, so, giant soldiers—that's that's nightmare fuel.
1: <laughs> the faces and just how they walk and yep. it's just yeah.
0: I do like their feet though, like the 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 nice direction. Good job, David Maloney, on the uh, like the close-ups of their their chunky feet as they you know toddle toddle along. that, that felt really creepy. Like I didn't even know how terrifying they looked and I was already scared of them just because of of that
1: yeah I was watching the close-up because you see the close-up of their feet first before you see them and I never really um, paid attention to it before because a lesser show perhaps would have actually just had them walk Or perhaps a lesser Doctor Who episode, and and they would just be like you know wearing pants and normal shoes or something. But no, they're actually inflexible Mm -hmm. wooden so so like imagine how tough that is to walk. Mm -hmm. uh, But it actually adds to it because they walk with a very stilted nature to it. It's very effective.
0: The way that toy soldiers would actually walk Uh if they if they walked through a forest of words. I love that concept so much that like we we don't really know what they are. They look kind of like barky so like like they might be trees but you never see any leaves or anything like that so it could be stone it's hard to, hard to tell mm-hmm. um from from our television angle but then when when Jamie climbs up and discovers that there are words that or that there're letters uh, that's uh, I just love it
1: yeah it's clever and they're like um sayings various sayings and such
0: very yeah. banal sort of you know yep
1: it's a forest of words it's just not very interesting words
0: Nope, nope. And uh, and now we have uh, named The Master. Not that master, don't worry.
1: It's funny in retrospect when you hear like, The Master. And it's like, ooh. I wonder if... Um people who are who watched this for the first time i can't remember um when doctor who it's airing on Twitch again right now, as we speak, but when Doctor who aired on Twitch last year, classic doctor who I can't remember if a whole bunch of people sort of like what it's the master because they know who the master is from watching, knew who thought that perhaps this was also the master,
0: I think they did, but then you know you had plenty of pedants in the chat room being like it's not that master. Yeah, and then writing an entire paragraph about who this guy is and who the other the uh, the actual master is, which nobody read because it went by so quickly because that's how Twitch works.
1: That's how it works. It, it's um, and obviously in 1968, nobody would have known who the master was because he wasn't invented for another three years, basically. Also, like speaking of people watching this in 1968, not knowing anything. You know, I imagine that there was probably no like, oh, you know, Doctor Who star felled by chickenpox, f- yeah. subbed for an episode. I bet you they probably just tuned in and like Jamie turning into Hamish Wilson mm-hmm. probably was just, oh wow, cool. They they've changed him and like not knowing why they did it.
0: Or oh, I think it's more likely. Oh my god. They changed Jamie. What the hell? Because like, how would they even, you know, if, if they didn't know that he had just been felled by chickenpox, maybe they would have thought the show was just changing the actor who played Jamie. Which, I mean, if that was a thing that they had to do, this is a, a great way to do it. Because, you know, he's human. Mm-hmm. He's not a time lord. So they fixed the, the doctor issue by having him renew. Uh, you can't really do that so easily with the companions in normal space and time but if <laughs> if for some reason fraser heinz was gonna leave like this would be this would be the way to do it
1: yeah it's fascinating that you know the the one other 60s story for sure that you could perhaps compare this to is the celestial toy maker and in the middle episodes of that william hartnell is on vacation mm-hmm. and the stunt double plays him and Producer John Wiles gave very serious consideration of when he came back in episode four, it'd be played by a different person for similar reasons. <laughs> so, these kind of instead of perhaps inventing a regeneration, they should have just like appear in lands of fiction or fantasy <laughs> world, or they could just change faces, and that's the way they did it.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like that would have been less uh, overall interesting. Mm-hmm in terms of the mythology of the show but still that would that's what, that would be a way to go
1: that's very true mm-hmm. uh, anything else how was your pizza pop we had another pizza pop before mm-hmm. we watched this
0: it was good i still i still want to try one in in an oven someday
1: um, or a toaster oven. Yeah,
0: to- preferably a toaster oven. But you know, I, I will, I will heat up the entire kitchen with our oven in order to cook one pizza pop, if necessary, just to try it. But it was good. It was very good. I think I waited just the right amount of time to eat it, um, so that I did not scald the inside of my mouth.
1: I would burning up an entire sun just to say goodbye. I'm heating up an entire <laughs> oven. oven and kitchen to heat up one pizza pop, to paraphrase Doctor Who and Doomsday. You're funny thanks anything else about the uh, the mind robber episode too? It's a shorter episode, so I feel that we have to yep. less to say about each one
0: yeah it's it's good there's some there's good moments mm-hmm. from everybody oh, I knew the um when is a door not a jo- a door it's a, when it's a jar from um there were several joke books mm-hmm. that you could take out of the school library in my elementary school, and I took out those joke books repeatedly and when is a door not a door when it's a jar Was in I believe it was like A little square one With a purple cover I still remember that joke book right. Yeah When is a cook The meanest
1: Oh uh, I don't know
0: When They Whip the cream And beat the eggs
1: uh, I was going to say something About beating eggs mm-hmm. Yeah Wow that is kind of cruel Actually
0: <laughs> Yep those are, those are the two jokes I remember specifically I think they may have even Been on the same page Of that joke book
1: Cooking is so violent Oh you also found The kids creepy
0: Oh, that's right. I had completely forgotten about the kids because I've seen this story before. Yeah. But yeah, suddenly a bunch of children show up out of nowhere and start screaming riddles and then pinching the doctor. That made me laugh too, though. Um, my uh, my my grandma used to make what we called pinch me cake. Uh, it's also referred to as monkey bread in some places. Um, you take little, little balls of dough uh, and coat them in... Um, brown sugar and cinnamon and pecans and just like, you know, kind of deliciousness stuff. And then you put them, like you mush all of those together into a Bundt cake pan so that you have, um, so that when you bake it, it bakes up into like, you know, a big... Bunt cake mm-hmm. But This bun cake Is made up of a bunch Of little piece Littler pieces of dough So you can grab one of them You can pinch it And pull it off And it comes off Very nicely And it's coated In brown sugar Like and You know It's kind of like A giant cinnamon roll Where you actually Just pull off little tufts right. Of it and eat it And yeah The My family's name For that was Was pinch me cake And every time We would ask for a piece Of pinch me cake My grandma would pinch us It was very cute
1: Also violent
0: <laughs> Cooking is violent
1: so, mm-hmm. uh, is that it then? Is that, uh, is, that, is that all I have to say about this particular episode of Doctor Who? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, uh, until the next one then, Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. <laughs>